The Retail Ready Podcast is proudly sponsored by Botanica Blends. Straight from the Wizard's Cauldron, we stock delicious plant protein for the likes of our famous vanilla cake batter and caramelized popcorn. We've got desserts like our dreamy jelly, vegan custard, and our latest date-free protein bars. We are currently offering 20% off to all Retail Ready podcast listeners until the end of October. So head on down to botanicablends.com.au and use the code READY20 at the checkout. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. We've got two guests on today's show. It's been a while since we've had a guest, and I'm joined by two powerhouses that are, are making some big waves in the FMCG world. So welcome, Christian and George. How are you? Good, thank you. Are you? Good, Good Ben. Thank you. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, thank you for being on the show. I know... I think our relationship kind of blossomed at the start of the year and what an interesting year it's been for both businesses because you guys launched in January this year, if I'm correct. Yeah, end of, uh, end of January it was. I think it was the 26th. So uh, yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing like uh, starting a business at the start of a pandemic. So well done. Um, <laughs> but but for, for everyone listening, uh, Kristen and George are the founders of Thrive Collective. And I'll let you guys explain what you do in more detail. But what I see is two blokes who are just refreshing kind of the, the industry in the way that they're bringing great products and great brands to market. But I'll let you guys explain so that you can do it justice. <laughs> what is, uh, whether it's Christian or George, what is uh, Thrive Collective? And then please introduce yourselves as to how, you, how you've literally gone two feet into creating your own uh, consultancy mm-hmm. business and your background. So, yeah, thank you again. Thanks. Uh, yeah, th- thanks, Ben. Really appreciate all your, your kind words as well. So um, in terms of what Thrive Collective is, so we're, we're just uh, we're a small uh, boutique sort of consultancy business. Um, uh, we're helping small, medium and startup FMCG businesses just grow with uh, retailers, Australian retailers like Coles, Woolworths, you know, Dan Murphy's, um, etc. So, uh, and pretty much provide an end-to-end solution. So anything from, you know, business development to account management, uh, category management, you know, channel planning, all that sort of stuff. So, um, so really just trying to work with these, you know, uh, small, small startup businesses to, yeah, to help them grow. So uh, in terms of, you know, how we got uh, about it and, you know, the, the background of um, Christian and myself. So Christian and I have uh, 25, uh, a bit over 25 years of experience in FMCG um, between us. Um, for the majority of that time, uh, our main objective was to, um, you know, we're working with the larger businesses to grow, to help them grow with, um, you know, larger retailers like Coles, <laughs> etc. Uh, and uh, Christian and I actually met at work um, and very quickly became friends. Uh, and then over the years, you know, we, we worked at different uh, organisations and then eventually the last place we worked uh, for the first time, we actually started working at the same team. Uh, on the same team so uh, and at that point we really got a I guess a, a mutual respect for each other's I guess work ethic and, and the way we went about um, I guess uh, you know uh, doing things and, and working with yeah. each other so um, 
So over the years, uh, we, you know, we're working with quite a few different businesses and, uh, we're, you know, we're getting some really good traction, some good wins um, with some major retailers. Uh, but what we realised was some, a lot of that, I guess, true NPD innovation and, you know, filling out that white space was coming through those small, medium and startup businesses um, where they really had the time to, you know, think uh, and, and just observe, I guess, the market and then just realise there was a gap in there, very similar to what you have done uh, then, I guess, uh, and, um, and 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 then really put in the blood, sweat and tears to, to get uh, to create a brand and, uh, you know, try to get on the shelf. And and I guess in the same sort of, sort of thought process, realise then even though they've got all that, you know, ticking all those boxes, they may not have you know, the time, the resource or the, I guess, knowledge to be able to, um, uh, you know, to, make contact with the, yep. the buyer, you know, at a major retailer or, you know, wouldn't know where to start when it comes to account management or category management and all that sort of stuff. So that's where we thought we could add a, a lot of value yeah. Uh, yeah. and actually help these businesses, um, yeah, grow with retailers and, and realise the potential and accelerate their growth. And that's how we, I guess, came up with um, Thrive Collective. That's fantastic. Well, I think it, it's definitely, and you touched on it just then, that, there's brands out there that are very good doing certain stuff and whether that is uh, creating a brand and whether it's social media or the marketing. But what you guys do is bring that that extra arm of support and probably one of the most important arms because it's all well and good having a great brand, but if, if it's not on the shelf and not being seen um, by customers, um, it'll just look pretty... Um, whether it's in a in a warehouse or in your garage, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what have you? Right. Yeah, what have you found? What's been the early learnings so far? And um, yeah, kind of even even the early wins or the early learnings, and um, yeah, to date. Do you want to go into wins, Christian? Yeah, look, I think I think we can probably look at it as like, we've definitely had some great wins up front, and I think we've also had some some challenges and, and learnings at the same time. Mm. So I think for us, you know, our, our earliest win was, was obviously getting off the ground and starting our business. And yeah. I think we, we started with a really strong plan from, from uh, conception. So we, we, you know, we knew what we wanted to do. And for us, one of the biggest wins was actually executing it and it's, and it's worked, which is always great when you put a, put a plan yeah. in place and it, and it comes off, which is fantastic. So, that was, I guess, the first bit. But look, some of the brands that we've been working with, and you know, I know you've you've spoken to um to, to Tim O'Sullivan a few times from Bay Juice, and look, th- those guys were you know, one of the, well, I think they were the first brand that we or the first business that we started working with, and yep. yeah, that that for us was was a real milestone because you know we're 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 new in the industry. Um, we weren't the first business that had spoken to Tim and Liam uh, about. Uh, getting Bay Juice, you know, into more doors, and so it was it was a huge win for us just to to be to be able to work with the business like like these guys, and you know we've we've got a great working relationship with them; they're fantastic as well, and that kind of just gave us the confidence that we that we were on the right track and we we're doing the right thing. And from there, we've started working with, as George mentioned um, earlier, you know, Ninety Ninth Monkey is a business that we've that you know we've started working with very recently. I think the the ink is still wet on that one, um, but you know it's it's that recent. Um, you know, there's other businesses like Zero Food, which is a great business um, yeah. out of Melbourne that that are really yeah you know, that are around superfoods and um, you know they're they're a family business. And 
again, it's kind of having that that um, that lens of me able to add that value to businesses that really obviously needed it and it's their livelihood at the end of the day. So when you can get a win like that over the line for them, it means you know a thousand times more to them than what it does to anyone else um, or any type any other business because it's it's their business. So those are, I guess, you know, those are some some of the wins that we've had. Uh, you know, we work with a really nice, diverse range of products, and yeah. one it's that's by design as well because you know the model that we have is we don't want to be working with more than one business in the same category. Um, we don't think that that's the right thing to do for for clients when we're working with multiple brands that fall in the same space. Mm-hmm. So, but we've got brands that you know, Bay Juice that sits in in chilled juice. We've got brands like Body Blends that. Uh, that fall within um, personal care or, or um, healthy yeah. beauty. So yeah. we've got a great little portfolio of brands, and and I say little for a reason. That's because we yeah. we don't want to be um, a business that has 40, 50 brands under our belt. We find that yeah. that's almost a recipe for disaster because you're not going to be able yeah. to maintain your level of, of quality and work um, with with that much um, that much going on. So we'd rather work with you know. Um, I guess a smaller range of, of businesses, but you know, high, high quality and and um, I think longer term businesses that yeah, we're, we're partner with. I think that's great because you you look at kind of take the typical distributor model. Like everyone wants to be yeah. on the the front page of uh, the reps catalog, but if you've got two thousand products in your portfolio, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be drifting down the end. So I'll, I'll, it's a nice yeah, it's a nice um, way of doing business, which I think is and I think cross channels as well and we'll touch on kind of your experiences and um views of kind of range reviews but yeah if you've got a a nice broad selection of different categories and different products that fit in different categories um it it keeps you on your toes as well really doesn't it well that's it that's it and and look some of the some of the businesses that we're working with and categories and even retailers that we're working with some of them we hadn't dealt with previously um and yeah, but one thing that we do sort of pride ourselves on is that we're not afraid to, to pick yeah. up the phone and kind of put ourselves out there. And you know, that, I think, was part of the strategy with with this actual Thrive business itself that yeah. we we never wanted to be, from the outset, we didn't want to be an invisible, um, it, like, we didn't want to be invisible to, to our clients. So we actually wanted to be present. We wanted to be able to show who we are and have that kind of personal side of things, which within the industry that we play in isn't a common thing. Um, and that's yeah, And just to touch on that, yeah, and, and that's the thing, and, and that's why we, we, we know we didn't, we didn't start this business on, a, a, I guess, on a, on a whim. It's we, we really studied everyone around us, and, and really strategically mm. went in and said, okay, well, who is really talking to small, medium startup businesses? Uh, and, and there wasn't a hell of a lot. Uh, and then, okay. How vocal are these businesses? You know how easy yeah. it was hard. It was hard for us to find them. Uh, yeah. And we were searching for them. Um, so we're like, well, okay, well, let's let's put our you know potential clients hat on. Let's try to make it easier for them. And that's why we I guess we're we're vocal on social media. You know, we're on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all that sort of stuff. And yeah. and um, we're not shy about talking uh, about um, the, the wins that we get for for our clients. And 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 yeah, uh, because what why, why would you? So I completely agree, enough. and that's that's why I find it refreshing to speak to you guys because it's a different approach to hmm. to the norm or kind of I don't know if people are tired or if it's 
you guys just see it as a different way of doing things and you kind of dis- you'd, you're like the innovators of the account management world really and <laughs> It's it's nice, yeah. It's, it's 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 nice to see because I think the the podcast that I did a couple of weeks ago on account management, like I heard that one. The, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, and the, right. the 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 amount of people that like at the end of the day, it's it's a pretty simple process. Like any job, simple when it comes to a process. You yeah. you have a great product. Hopefully, you present it to someone. Someone likes that product and then takes it and puts it on the shelf. It's as simple like. There's just a lot of little steps in between. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but if if that if the people that are representing your brand don't show any passion or Absolutely. don't present your brand in the way it should be, and even liaise with the category manager or whoever you're selling it to, uh, the store manager, even on that extent, mm. if they're not doing a good job or don't have the same kind of uh, energy, it, it goes nowhere. And yeah. And yeah. I've seen it so many times, and that's why I see you guys. You do your homework. You do, you, you know what you want. You're not taking on two thousand products uh, in a, a dreary gray suit that you got hand me down from your dad. It's like fresh face, like go for it. So it's, I think I think it's really really impressive. The but funny, the funny part was actually it's so funny because when I remember sitting around my dining table with George, and we were you know when we were the the table was covered in papers and we were trying to, you know, working out what we're going to be doing and who we're going to be. And, you know, yeah. one of the things that we said was, you know, we don't want to be wearing suits, you know, we, yeah, don't, we yeah. don't want to be seen as like those guys. Um, you know, we, we want to have that kind of human aspect and, and, and be um, approachable. Really. Be, yeah, exactly. Be approachable. And, and you know what, it's actually, you're right. You know, around the, the whole the cat manager side of things, you're right. You know, when you, when you break it down like that, um, yes, there is, there's definitely, uh, a- a- aspects and elements that you have to add as a from a personal perspective that it's how you interact and how you negotiate and how so yeah. if someone's going in there with i guess a really tight approach of course, of course mm-hmm. the result isn't going to be there and you know it, it happens as well that you know we've got you know, we we work well with you know the the, the um the buyers across basically you know most retails all retailers yeah. so we kind of have that rapport and you know, we're getting some good results, which is fantastic. Um, but I, I, I think it's important that you do have that kind of that personal side of things. I mean, one of the things yeah. that George and I were talking about is actually when, when we were first sort of getting set up, um, George, you're probably thinking, why are you saying this? But I want to say it anyway. Yeah. It, was around, uh, it, was, it was around the headshot. So we, we were taking photos of <laughs> yeah. the side. Yeah. So if this, this might get posted on socials. We don't know. So keep an eye out for it. But yeah. there's, a, there's, there's a photo. So, uh, in, in the photos, I'm wearing a blue shirt. And for some reason, every photo, the shirt was kind of crumpling up um, <laughs> for some reason. And there's a photo that um, my wife took of. Uh, like sort of from a distance of me smiling for the photo and George leaning in and pulling my shirt down uh, from the bottom so there wasn't any creases in it. And it's kind of like that's the funny part of, of, of uh, I guess, how we started. And that's the kind of thing that I think, you know, we, we're happy to share that because that's part of life. That's that's how it yeah. is. And that's that's all, yeah. You know, yeah. It's not all perfect. Exactly. Oh. And we didn't want to be these guys in suits and ties and stuff like that. So I think we want to be – you know, be a bit more personal in that way. I like it. Yeah. No, I, re- I remember the first time that I ever met Farmer Joe, so Scott from Farmer Joe uh, Cereals okay. and now Spreads, and he was sitting in the Coles head office reception. Yeah. 
and there was just a, like he's six foot two, six foot three, yep. and <laughs> you can't you can't miss him. And <laughs> the the guy was sitting there in shorts. Um, I call them flip flops, but fongs for you Australians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a and a Hawaiian flowery shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 he was like, and I was like, oh, you're Farmer Joe, and he was like, oh, and his Scottish accent. He was like, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to be speaking about my cereals to the category manager. And you look around, and there's all these people in like literally their their church attire, yeah. Sunday best, <laughs> polish shoes, and yeah, there's this guy just going. Ah, fuck it. I'm, at the end of the day, it's my brand. Um, yeah. if, you, if, if you don't like it, I don't care. Yeah. And yeah. look look where he is now. He's uh, Yeah, he's on the I shelf. Well. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I always see that and go, yeah, you know what? He's representing his brand the way that it's meant to, and yeah. even from day one. So always funny to see. Yeah. And the other thing is, I mean, you know, for years and years we've been working for companies and we've been told you know this is what you have to wear and this is your time mm-hmm. yeah, yes okay that's fine those are the rules i follow the rules so for the first time we had the opportunity to create our own rules so yeah, we like, right. well <laughs> this yeah. is this is it so but um <laughs> but uh, yeah touching touching one of the questions before because you said uh, what are some of the wins but also the challenges mm. um so with uh, with that um you know you don't you know better than anyone. You don't start a business and all of a sudden, you know, the next day you've got a hundred thousand dollars worth of, um, you know, yeah. orders uh, coming through. So, uh, and same thing with us. It's not like we had, you know, you know, ten clients waiting on a door, you know, begging to pay us. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we went in and went in quite strategically. And uh, even before we started, we had a list of sixty businesses that we wanted to to contact. And, um, um. You know, you, you contact 60 businesses, you know, if, if 10 get back to you, you like you. Um, and, and that was, you know, it was just a consistent sort of challenge and grind. And, you know, uh, it, you know, if you get told no, that's okay. Let's, you know, what are the next ones? And, and where else can we look for businesses? And, yeah. um, and to date, I mean, it, it has been quite uh, challenging, but I think we've probably contacted around 150 businesses, all of which... Mean, meanwhile, all of which we actually assess before we contact them. So yeah. we get a really good understanding of, okay, what the opportunity, you know, we, we come across it. It might be in, a, say, a, a Richie's and say, okay, that's interesting. Uh, it seems like there might be a gap uh, in the market. You know, then we go into maybe a Coles or Woolies, have a look, if there's opportunity there. And, um, and we do, I guess, all that sort of uh, background research first um or whether you know we might come across a brand on instagram for example yeah uh, so do all that uh and then you know you go to that effort and then you contact them and you know you hear nothing back which is which is fine people are busy or whatever but um out of those 150 businesses now we're at a point we've got uh you know a good uh, uh you know around eight eight uh eight clients so mm-hmm. if you go from a strike rate perspective that's not great but um at the end of the day it doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't really matter because um it's not like we want to have you know as you said you know uh 40 50 uh 40 50 products um we want yeah. well, quite more well it's interesting that you say the strike rate like i think that's a phenomenal strike rate and that's and and I think you both you both know, guys, that I'm a bit of a kind of a nerd and uh, a retail geek myself. Hence, I've got a bloody podcast yeah. on the uh, food industry. Um, but I was looking into stats, and this is where my mind goes to kind of go, what is like a, a good strike rate or even a success rate from whether it's email marketing or um, selling 
a product via Instagram. And most big companies are happy with a 1% strike rate. And I find that absolutely. Really? And it, it's even like TV. Like TV used to be like 1%. Wow. And wow. I look at that and go, is that like, and this, I've only just started into this world. And, and for me, human behavior and kind of that world, it just fascinates the hell out of me. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of think like you guys would have gone, well, Eight eight um, clients at one hundred and fifty, like five percent kind of success rate over to five, and you kind of go one percent in big companies. If they got a one percent return, they're like fantastic high fives around the boardroom, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it, it's just interesting that one person's perspective um, is completely different over another company's, and it's yeah i think a lot of people yeah need to look at it in a different light and that's and that's something that i just look at and one thing you touched on which i find a a huge point of difference from you guys is that you go looking for the businesses but you know what you're looking for whereas again it's that point of difference you look at kind of old school new school old school they'll they'll basically be waiting for companies to come and approach yeah. and they'll look at the product and it might be a shit product but they're going you know what if they're paying me i'll go and try and sell it and yeah. it might be yeah. a tough sell oh, sorry the category manager didn't like it whereas it seems like you guys are going after the opportunity instead of forcing the opportunity down someone's throat and and that's yeah that's a, that was another challenge uh was you know, because we didn't have, you know, 10 companies waiting for us to, to throw money at us, mm. um, at, um, you know, there were some companies that we would engage and we thought initially it was an opportunity and then we realized actually it's probably not uh, where we think it is. And even though they will probably were keen to, to pay us, we'd actually say actually probably not right at, at this yeah. stage. And we weren't in a position to say no, but we, we said, well, if we think about it, we're better off taking our time and focusing on something that is going to, you know, grow the way we think it's going to grow longer term rather than just focusing on a, on a short-term win. Uh, and we're, all, we're, already, we're always about the short-term sacrifice for longer-term longer term gain. Um, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And what does uh, – so <laughs> you've had an interesting 11 months and I always find that this time of year it's always a good year to kind of time to reflect on the year and put some plans in motion for next year. Mm-hmm. What Where do you see yourselves going in 2021 and what's, what's now the objectives uh, to do? Christian, do you want to – yeah, yeah, I'll get a of input on that one. Yeah, look, I think I think for us, um, you're absolutely right. This year was was a very strange year, um, you know, from from day dot. So when we, you know, we started and and obviously COVID hit, and I remember sort of George and I looking at each other, going, "What have we done?" Because we didn't know how it was going to go. Really, um, we thought, yeah, this can either go really well or it can go yeah. terribly. So, look, the way it's worked out, I mean, I think everyone can see that that. The industry that we play in definitely has, has if, if anything, um, definitely strengthened and become, um, has become more, I don't know, I, th- I think it's, there's a lot, lot more going on um, within this space because of COVID as well. Mm. Um, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I think for next year, I mean, what, what we don't want to do, and people have asked this, but, you know, we, we don't want to expand to the point that we've got you know, account managers working underneath us within the first 12, 24 months. We, we definitely want to 
I guess, stabilize the businesses that we have now. And I've really, yep. really maximized these brands. I mean, you know, there's a, you know, Bay Juice is one of them that we work with. And, you know, there's, there's a, a million doors that we, we want to be knocking down, um, you know, in the, in the new year. Zero Foods, another brand that we've partnered up with a national distributor with that we're getting great wins with independence. So the next step for them is obviously to look at, um, is to participate in range reviews for, for the next year. So there's yeah. businesses that we really want to focus on and stabilize. And, you know, the, the work doesn't stop for us is because we're, we've got one win on the board. We want to really drive these brands and, and, and get them the wins. So next That's year is, awesome. yeah, de- next year is definitely going to be stabilizing, um, for, for a period and then, and see where it takes us from there. But, um, I don't know, George, I'm sure you. No, uh, I, I think you're right. I think it's, it's going to be, so yeah, we've got, we've got a good set of, uh, you know, business, uh, um, on our books now. So yes, it's stabilizing and, and growing that. Uh, and then at the same time, you know, this, this year was probably, you know, 80%, you know, business development and getting clients on. Uh, and then 20%, I guess, uh, growth. Uh, and that's probably going to be reversed next year. Um, so, but keep, and to Christian's point, keeping the team small. So it's just Christian and I, yeah. um, and and keeping that, I guess, uh, personable approach uh, where you know our clients can um, pick up the phone and they talk to us, I guess, and only us. Um, so so that's the the way we see it, uh, and especially for the short term, we're not we're not looking at um, yeah. D- Doing what, yeah, expanding into, you know, having, you know, three, four, five people working under us because I guess in that way, that's, I guess, where you tend to, I guess, lose the quality and the control. Uh, that correct. Yeah. yeah. And some people, and, speak and to, approach, yeah. And some people we speak to sort of look at that and go, yeah, is that, is that limiting your, your growth or potential? And it's interesting because the feedback that, that we've had from some of our, some of our clients that, you know, we're not the first people that they've spoken to or the first consultants that, that they've worked with either. And mm. the great thing is is that we don't know what other people do because we haven't obviously worked with them. But the yep. feedback we've been getting yeah. has, has been so great that, you know, the, the, they, they talk to the quality of the work, the, our communication, how we go about things. It's just it's really refreshing and really comforting to hear that we're delivering or exceeding expectations for our clients and, that's why I think why why would we mess with that recipe right now if we're delivering to it? Um, because that's that's what we want to hang our hat on. I think I uh, completely agree. And one thing that you, yeah you touched on the just that distributor channel and different channels uh, yeah. because there's so many times where someone just kind of tunnel visions just one account because they're comfortable with yeah. that account. Yeah. Whereas you you could take one brand into what I'm noticing with just the doggylicious stuff is you look at it and go, right, where can I take this? And mm-hmm. there's, there's so many different channels. Like there's the retail side, which you guys are all across, but then distributor channel, yeah. online channel, yes, bricks and mortar channel. And then you look at that bricks and mortar and go, okay, independence, health, major retailers. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You, you, so, if you break it down and that's, and that's why I think, yeah, if you've got a, a small but great set of brands in your books, you can really focus on which channel and they've all got the different headaches and different complications, but uh, the reach is incredible. And that's what I'm noticing that I think just sometimes people think, ah, I want to go for a Woolies and a Coles deal. And it's like, well, 
is that really what you want? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of, and I think you're right. It is definitely where where people sort of set their sights on. But you know, for some brands, obviously, some brands are going to going to head that way just because of the nature of the products. Yep. You know, if you look at a brand like Bages, which is definitely a dynamic kind of brand, but you know, yeah. we're talking to liquor, who, which, yeah. mind you, George and I had never dealt with before. Yeah. Right, in the past, so we were just we were kind of, you know. We picked up, the, picked up the phone or sent a couple of emails off and thought, you know, surely we can do it. And sure enough, you know, we were able to to get, you know, into to dance for, for Bay Juice and, you know, now yeah. working with another brand out of New Zealand, actually, that's in a similar space. Um, yeah, awesome. That, that do um, tonics. So uh, I, I think I think just naturally as well, we're just expanding our repertoire. Um, Perfect. To our brand, so. and, and, and that's the, that's the interesting thing. Um, and we always found very interesting. You go for a uh, job interview in the industry, and um, and say it's a liquor job. Um, you know, to negotiate with say Dan Murphy's, and they say, oh well, have you ever done liquor before? And the answer is no. The chances are you're mm-hmm. not going to get the job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's almost like if you've done it before. You're good at it, but all that yeah. proves is that you've done it before. It doesn't mean that you're good at it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really interesting. I, I probably don't yeah, agree with it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it's so true. And again, that that nerd inside me looks at it, and I've I think a lot about CVs. I don't know what shit goes through my head, but I think of <laughs> like like there's pe- there's people at the moment who going okay i'll start a new job in the new year and they're writing their cvs that i still think is a pointless piece of paper at the end of the day not only is it just a page of lies but you're being judged judged on a piece of a4 paper and i'm just like what the hell and it's true that you kind of you look at it and go to a job interview at dan murphy's and it's like well have you got any liquor experience Mm -hmm. no and you're you're written off but it's like well no but i've got two years experience overseas in a different market but they don't and i look at it and go when are people going to realize it like long gone are the days where if someone works for a business for 20 years it's actually seen as a positive like i'd rather i'd rather have someone who's worked for six months across 10 different places and have gained real good evidence i think and this is what you know if someone's a dickhead or not, like from the moment you interview him. So it's yeah. like choo- yeah. choose him on that. So yeah, I find I find you guys are the the refreshing kind of industry business disruptors that I think um, is needed. And I think uh, from what I'm seeing anywhere this year and the 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 angle that you're taking, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing yeah what next year brings. But for everyone who is listening. Where can they find more information on you guys and hopefully even reach out um, because we yeah, we get a lot of small businesses listening to this. So uh, where, where's the best place for them to go? Yes. Um, so our website is www.thrive-collective.com.au. Um, but you can also find us at uh, Thrive Collective Consulting uh, on Instagram and uh, and Facebook. So um so Thrive Dash Collective Consulting on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, and you can find all the details there. So um, there you go. Perfect. Well, it's it's been a pleasure, and it's been a pleasure getting Quite to fun. know you guys this year. And, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing more good stuff from you guys. And if I don't speak to you before, and have a great uh, rest of the year. And, uh, yeah, let's see, let's see what feedback we get from this show. You too, mate. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. Cheers.